Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Here's what the rule should be. He had the ball. He, he had one foot in already. Then his second foot touches. Now, you freeze that frame. At that very moment, he has the ball in his hands and he's in the end zone. Right. That's a touchdown. Anything that happens after that moment doesn't matter because that's a touchdown. I don't care if he bobbles it or he drops it because he has a touchdown. The Skip and Josh podcast is on now. Hello. Hey, Skippy. What's going on? How's it going? Good. How are you? I feel like it's been so long since we've spoken. You know, we haven't talked since uh, since after the Super Bowl. I know you're crazy with work, and our schedules just have not matched up. But I like it. Really, hasn't been that long when you look at the dates. Like we spoke like the day or two after the Super Bowl, right? Yes. But the Super Bowl feels like it was so long ago. It does. It doesn't feel like it was just like, you know, a week or 10 days, whatever. It feels like, wow, the NFL's over. It's like the Eagles won. It feels like a lot of time has passed, you know? So now starts this phase of our podcast uh, cycle where, you know, no more NFL. So we're on to other things. But here's what bugs me, though. Because oh. just because the NFL is over, it doesn't mean that the world ceases to exist. Like everyone makes such a big fuss. Oh, no, there's no NFL. What are we going to do until the fall now? It's like, who cares? First of all, they only play one game a week anyway. So how did you survive the other six days of the week? But that's precisely why um, I think because the nature of the schedule, the once a week, you know, the Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Monday, forget about Thursday. We know how we feel about Thursday. But like the weekly, it's like a ritual. Like who is more of a creature of habit than you? Okay, but you have to understand, even though I know what I'm talking about and I want our football pool... Against yeah. the spread, I want to remind all the listeners. Yeah, I don't watch any football. <laughs> like I only you watch, watch occasionally. I only yeah. watch the playoffs. I don't watch the regular yeah. season. I never sit on my couch on a Sunday afternoon and watch because that's the most boring thing on the planet to me. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's it's interesting because you know there was so much talk after the Super Bowl saying, oh, we're so lucky we had such a great playoffs after such a lackluster season. And it's really true, right? It was such a weird season. We talked about it many times, how there was so many useless games from week to week. And just like, but I guess the drama of the playoffs brings out the the best. You know, we were lucky that we got treated to some close games, some great games, some wild finishes, you know, that Vikings finish. You know the 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 and and then the Super Bowl itself, which was just like a shootout. You know, an old fashioned shootout. So you know, those useless games that you speak of, like the Cleveland yeah. Indianapolis games. Yeah, those, those ha- are the best. They happen every year. You know, it's like I know. every year the same matchups. There's always happen there's year always teams year. every year. Every year you look at the schedule, it's the same thing, right? Yes. There's like one team that's thirteen and three, or one team that's twelve and four. Maybe if you're lucky, you get a 14 and two or one right? team that's and then there's 0 and a 10. Bunch of 10 and six and nine and seven. Yeah. And then there's always one team. Look, look, we got lucky or unlucky this year that we had an 0 and 16 team, which doesn't ever really happen. But, you know, there's always one team that has one or two wins and three. Like It, it balances out. I mean, it, that's just the way it is. Right. Every game, some someone has to win. Someone has to lose. Right. That's the, that's the way it goes. Right. So do you have any notes on the NFL 
before we shut down the NFL until the next preseason? None. Do you? I have two things. Yeah, I have a few things. Okay. First of all, did you see the parade? What parade? Oh, the the Eagles parade. <laughs> what parade? It was it was on at my house the whole day. You mean you weren't actually there? You didn't take Matthew to Philadelphia? We wanted to go. It was an actual conversation that did happen in the house. But we decided not to. And actually, we should have went because uh, the Canadians were playing the Flyers that night. So we could have like maybe uh, gone to see a Habs game, although that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. The, did you see the parade? I saw like a minute of it, maybe. Okay. You didn't see Jason Kelsey dressed as some kind of green Alibaba. Oh, I saw someone dressed up. I didn't know who that was. Oh, it was the, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was so good. I'm sure all the Eagles haters hated it because it was so annoying. But as a fan, I just loved it. Okay. So I'll post the link on our website because it's. I think I may have already actually. <laughs> um, it's definitely worth uh, worth watching because it's super funny and it's it's great, you know. So um, the other thing is, I mentioned it to you, and I really just want to mention it to the listeners to just put this into a little thought bubble of the listeners' heads. Mm. That ref, Gene Steratore, the one that did the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. He's got guns. No, no. That's uh, Ed Hockley. Yeah, but Gene's got not not bad guns either. <laughs> Anyways, he looks just like the guy who played Kramer in the pilot that they were making in the show. Yes. If you follow what I mean. I do. You know, in I the do. show, they were writing a pilot, and then they finally cast the pilot, so there was a fake Elaine, a fake Jerry, a fake Kramer. He looks just like the guy who was the fake Kramer. Just want to... Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. Let people's brains, you know, stew on that for a little bit. Okay. Um, and the last thing I have to say about the NFL is, like, NFL cut day is coming soon, so soon teams are going to start cutting players. <laughs> it's... It's always busy in the off season, so expect some big cuts. I I, I read an article just today saying uh, people would not be surprised if uh, Des Bryant is cut, Jordy Nelson, um, and then some Eagles have to make cuts because they're one of the few teams that's over the salary cap. So Tory Smith is probably going to be cut. So there's going to be some some high profile names and uh, interesting. It's always the NFL off season is like the gift that keeps on giving. It's always interesting. That's the NFL. No more football talk for a while. Okay. So can we do listener mail now, or is that only at the end of the show? We're the only show presently in production that cares enough about you, the North American home viewer, to answer our viewer mail on the air. No, we do it whenever we feel. Let's do it. Listener mail. Um, I know you texted me saying that uh, you got some listener mail, you personally. Yes, I did, from one of our avid listeners, Dave. Dave, I'm not going to mention his last name because I don't know if he wants his last name mentioned on the air. Okay. But he knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read you his, his uh, message to me. Okay, go for it. Hey, Josh, hope all's well. I have to vent about something in baseball, and I wondered your view. This whole BS about the players complaining about a lack of free agent signings, like the whining of why don't Eric Hosmer or J.D. Martinez have a job yet? Really? Hosmer has two seven-year offers on the table for over 140 mil, and Martinez has an offer for 125 mil on the table. Whose fault is it that they don't have a job yet? How disgusting is it that they're complaining about hardly any free agent movement? In my opinion, Scott Boris is the worst thing to ever happen to the sport. That's his vent, and then he wanted my thoughts. So, uh, Go for it. I mean, I completely agree with what he's saying. Yes. And so, actually, before you start, I just want to say that um, last weekend I had dinner with Derek, also a friend of the show, mm-hmm. avid listener. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he said, hey, you know, you and Josh should really talk about the major league free agency stuff and everything that's going on. So it's like we have two listeners that want to talk about it. So I guess we better talk about it, right? So we are. So I responded to Dave. This is a few weeks ago already. He sent this, I think it was February 1st or something like that. Um, And I I basically agreed with everything he was saying. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that those players had offers on the table that they were not agreeing to or accepting for whatever reason but that that makes his case even better and he's absolutely right that scott boros who represents all these high profile players has way too much control because if he's got like let's say two players on one team or more he can threaten to say oh you know if you don't sign this guy for this number of years for this amount of money then when my other player becomes a free agent next year i'm going to take him somewhere else and no no pl- person or agent or anyone should have that much control so i agree with dave 100% and i don't think this is a case of collusion because clearly teams are making offers to these players well it can't be collusion if if there was a letter written by I think one of the agents, not Boris, I'm not sure, threatening collusion, like threatening a collusion lawsuit, right? Kind of throwing it out there. And it's complete nonsense because players were signed, right? Yeah. There were players that were signed. Not many, right? but yeah. No, but some. Mm-hmm. And as long as players are being signed, there's no collusion. Right. <laughs> right? And I mean, it's, since that's he, the nature of collusion. Since Dave right? sent me that message, um, I think there was a, was there not a major signing just this week? I know that Milwaukee signed a guy a couple of weeks ago, and they also made a trade to acquire another guy. So clearly Milwaukee's trying to win. Um, and then I don't recall, but oh yes, you Darvish signed this week. Exactly, you Darvish. So I mean, right? he, this email was written before you Darvish was signed. But so why the Cubs would rather have you Darvish instead of Jake Arrieta? That's a whole other story that I don't quite understand. Um, I think it's in a, I think I'd rather have you Darvish, to be honest. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think you Darvish is, well, look, I love you Darvish. You remember our baseball preview from last year? I predict him as a Cy Young mm-hmm. and all this. So I do have like a bit of a man crush on him. Mm-hmm. But, um, Arietta, if you recall, kind of came out of nowhere. He was like a, a kind of like had many like below average seasons, mm-hmm. bounced around, mm-hmm. came with the Cubs and all of a sudden got really good. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, I think there's more upside on Darvish. I think we've seen the best of Arietta, and and I think maybe we haven't seen the best of Darvish in the National League. Okay, except that you saw how Darvish pitched in the World Series last year. Oh, no. He he got destroyed. So let's hope that 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 isn't the real you Darvish. I mean, for Cubs fans' sake, let's hope that isn't the real you Darvish. Yeah. Um, But as for why the other guys haven't signed, I have no idea. But um, it's like you said, Boras... Oh, we're going to name Boras, but I mean, it's not just Boras, it's all the agents, but Boras chiefly among them. He's told his players that he represents, I'm going to get you X, right? I'm going to get you this amount of money. This is what you're going to get. That's what he's told Hosmer. This is what you're going to get. And then when that amount doesn't come, all of a sudden it's like he can't admit that he was wrong, mm-hmm. right? So there's got to be some other reason. And... You you and me, have, we, we've been on this forever, right? I know I've had at least 10 conversations you where we've said this or you've said this to me and I've said this to you. The salaries cannot keep going up. They, they, they shouldn't automatically go up by divine right. 
You know what I mean? Although they have like, been every single they year. They have been. They have been. But just because they go, I mean, obviously they go up because TV revenues go up and and things and prices of uh, attendance rise and ticket prices and everything, everything goes up. So it costs more revenue goes up. But, you know, players can't expect to be like, you know what? I had a, an average season. So uh, I didn't do better. I, Eric Hosmer, did he do better than he did the year before? The year before, he's the same player he's been for the last three years. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So why all of a sudden should he deserve a bajillion dollar contract? You know, it's like that doesn't make sense. And I think there's nothing wrong with the owners being like fiscally responsible. The other thing that bothers me is, so let's say you signed this big deal and then you have a bad year or a couple bad years. Yeah. Do you give any money back? Do you renegotiate? Yeah. yeah of course exactly. not. So you're, you're gone. So now, so now for not. example, yeah. I'm changing yeah. I'm changing sports here for a second. Canadians signed Carey Price in the summer, this huge mm-hmm. deal. He's had a lousy season. Oh yeah. They'd love to take it back. Let's get back to baseball for a second. It's times like these where I see these stories about these huge contracts and these huge player salaries. It's times like these that I say, you know what? Thank God Montreal doesn't have a baseball team because if they did, they wouldn't be able to compete with this. You know, it would be the same thing as it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Anytime a player became a free agent, a superstar player like Larry Walker or Vlad Guerrero or you name the player, the the Expos wouldn't be able to keep them. The small market teams in Major League Baseball um, have one way of, of winning. It's they have to amass many, many draft picks. By being really bad, they have to draft well, they have to develop their players well, and all these young players have to arrive in the majors at the same time. Yeah. And they all have to um, overproduce. Like, they have to produce beyond what normal rookies would do, right? Mm -hmm. And second-year and third-year players. So you need, like, a perfect storm of young players, which is what the Astros kind of did. Now, the Astros... This year, the Astros are in a different situation in that, like, Houston's a huge city. Houston is, like, the fourth, fifth biggest media market of the country. And I believe there's a chance they could retain many of these players, right? And they could sign Carlos Correa and they could sign Altuve, right? Like, but you need to do what the Astros have done and then hope that you can win a World Series before you have to dismantle your team. Exactly. This is exactly what I said to Dave when I responded to him. I'm glad the Astros won the World Series because you never know if they're going to win it again. You never you know, know where they're going to have to break up their team. Yeah. You know, like everyone thought, oh, the Cubs are going to be good for 10 years in yeah. a row. They've and, only won one World Series. They couldn't uh, re- reproduce, you know, what they did in that magic year. It's like sometimes you really need... Look, winning championships, a lot of luck involved. Things have a to go your way. Exactly. You know, things have to go your way. And it doesn't... Just because you have a great team doesn't mean you win. Speaking of free agent signings... Uh, the Jays just signed Jaime Garcia to a one-year deal worth $8 million. This guy's 31 years old, and last year he had an ERA of 4.41 and a whip of 1.41, and he was on four different teams. So he's not he's nothing special. And he no, just I got mean, and he just got eight million bucks. I guess that's so, the going rate. Eight million dollars is the going rate for a below average major league pitcher. Geez, I, I I went into the wrong line of work. I mean, I remember when he first came up, he was a big prospect in the Cardinals organization. He never really like fulfilled his his promise. He had like a few decent years, like like he's never been consistent. But like, I mean, you know, arms are arms. P- teams need arms, right? It's Anyhow. kind of sad. Yeah, eight million is not really. It's like uh, it's not even that much anymore these days. Right. Well, this is again. This is why I'm glad there's no baseball team in Montreal. 
Yeah. But like going back to what you said about the free agents, you know, there's the two big ones that are out there. It's J.D. Martinez and Eric Hosmer. Those are like the two that everyone's kind of waiting to to see what's going to happen. Well, Darvish mm-hmm. was the other. But um, look, I'm a huge fan of Eric Hosmer. Don't get me wrong. It may, maybe it sounded like uh, I don't think he's good. I think he's great. But, uh, you know, you need at some point you need to look at your the advice you're getting from your agent. You have to remember that the agent works for you. Right, and that you don't work to make the agent's commission. That's 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 the point that I want to make. You know, if you want to sign somewhere, you tell your agent I'm signing. You know, you don't you don't you don't hold out so that he can make a bigger commission. Is there also is there a difference between making a hundred and forty million dollars or a hundred and fifty million dollars? I mean, it's ten million dollars. <laughs> yes, it is ten million dollars. But at that point, does it make a difference? It shouldn't. Like, you mean. I always ask myself that question when you see these numbers and how much guys could sign for. It's like, does it matter at a certain point? Like, it's so much money. It's like it's 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 out of control, right? So that's baseball. Yeah, that's baseball. That was listener mail. So I'm glad you I'm glad you got that. That was listener mail, and that was baseball. What else you got? Um, I have questions for you. Oh, please, please ask. Okay, so I know this is old news now, but. The Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. made a few huge moves on trade deadline day. They changed their whole team. They changed their whole team. I have a lot of thoughts about this. So most people are saying they improved their team. They and did. it looks like they've improved their team because they've gone on a winning streak since. And even though I've never heard of any of the guys they got, my question to you is, why would any team agree to take Derrick Rose and or Dwayne Wade? Well, they took Dwayne Wade for nothing. They gave him to him for free. Basically, Dwayne Wade's going to finish out the season, and then he's going to retire, and they love but him But they got Miami. something for him. Like, why would Miami they got get a, They got a draft pick in 2026. I'd rather have a draft pick than have 2026. Dwayne Wade. 2026. Think about that. Still, I'd rather have that pick because that pick could turn into something. Dwayne Wade is like, he might as well be in a rocking chair. Listen. LeBron James is basically the coach and the GM of the Cavaliers. I, I get that. I get he that. He didn't want Dwayne Wade on the team anymore because he realized I, he I understand play. why the Cavaliers made these moves. I don't yeah. understand why the other teams agreed to these moves. Well, whatever. I mean, what, who what knows? Was in it? There's always what was a buyer in it for and a the seller. Heat? What was in it for the Lakers? What was in it for uh, the other, the third team that, that made a trade with them? Well, I'll tell you why. Because sometimes you want to acquire players, that, and I'm telling you why they're about Derrick Rose also. Mm. It's It's... It's uh, attractive to acquire players who are on expiring contracts because mm-hmm. you're trading salaries for salaries. You're not going under the cap, but the next year you're creating cap space because that guy's gone. So mm-hmm. that's what teams like to do. Mm-hmm. But like, if I can tell you, get back to like the Cavaliers, you say mm-hmm. they're better, and most of the analysts do say they're better, and I agree that they're better because they got younger and they got more athletic. But what they've done is they've they've – they made a bunch of terrible moves, and now they're f- trying to fix it, mm-hmm. right? Because well, they were able all to the fix guys them. that they gave away are guys that they just got, like Isaiah Thomas and Drake Jay Crowder, right? Like they they acquired these guys. It was a terrible terrible trade, and now they realized we suck, and we better do something about it. And 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 you say yeah, they're on a winning streak, but like. Any team with LeBron James should be on a winning streak. You know what yes, I mean? but they'd lost a bunch of games with LeBron just before. I've never seen anything like this before. And it's something that I really wanted to get off my chest because, you know, there's this debate, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, who's better and whatever. And and I agree 
I, I you can pick either side and you're not wrong. LeBron James is the greatest player we've probably ever seen in terms of physical ability, right? Mm-hmm. But what sets Michael Jordan apart is his will to win. And one thing that you never saw with Michael Jordan is him pouting on the court. Him pouting on the court and and giving his coach the side eye and like coming out and saying weird comments and the just basically not trying you know like lebron james was playing just played like a month where he didn't even try to win you know because he was like he's poor little lebron you know the team's no good i don't like the guys i'm playing with and that's basically what he did you know and michael jordan would have never have done that that's mm-hmm. something that that winners don't do and that's I, I not, lost a lot of re- I lost a lot of respect for LeBron James during all, this whole business here. It's not just LeBron; it's millennials. Whatever. It's it's <laughs> it's all it's all the young players these days. Yeah. You know they all think that they're entitled to everything. Like the yeah. minute they they before they've even played their first pro game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So but yes, you're right. But it's not just LeBron. Yeah. And now this is this is something that I really want to make clear. Are the Cavs better than they were a week ago? Yes, they are. But the goal is to win the championship, right? Mm-hmm. The Cavs are not better than they were last year, <laughs> and that's well, I, that's a fact. I don't know. I don't know who did they have last year. That they was had so Kyrie good. Irving, and they don't have that's Kyrie true, Irving yes. anymore. Right. You can right now. Right. It's LeBron and four other guys on the court who are all decent players. Mm-hmm. But to win the championship, you need to have that Batman Robin. You're Batman. Yeah, yeah, I am Batman. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And and they don't have that anymore. And they they gave it up and they didn't get enough back. And you know, maybe they'll make it back to the finals, but they're not they're not beating Golden State or Houston or whoever. No, they're not. They're you know? Not. Yeah. I have another question for you about about that trade. Sure. How all of a sudden is Isaiah Thomas no good anymore? And he's they so and they bad. say they say he's gonna be a backup to Lonzo Ball when Lonzo Ball comes back from injury? Really? I can't answer the reason why. I can't. Look, I'm a huge Celtics fan, as you know. I jumped on the Isaiah Thomas bandwagon last year as hard as anybody could jump, right? Mm-hmm. And I love the guy. And he went on a crazy run for a second half of the season where he was unstoppable. And then in the playoffs, I saw something different. I saw an Isaiah Thomas that was a liability on the court. A guy who couldn't play defense. A guy who uh, other teams specifically went at because they knew he couldn't play defense a guy who's a liability because he can't rebound and um he was great on the celtics because the celtics had no offense last year so isaiah was able to dribble around dribble around have the ball in his hands the whole time and then score but not every team good teams can't win like that right Mm -hmm. so i think all his all his faults were exposed um, at the end of last season, I think the Celtics were very happy that they actually got rid of him because they were either going to have to like give him a huge contract, or or you know they didn't want to have to look like the bad guys. You know, like if they gave him a huge contract, it was a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that they got rid of him was genius. But it was I, a look, gift. Look, is he an NBA player? Yes. Um, I think he's playing hurt. I think um, the injury that he had when they traded him was more severe than they thought. He had a surgery like right before the season. I think he's not healthy. So I don't think we're seeing the true Isaiah Thomas. But yeah, he's going to go to the Lakers and he's going to be a backup. And next season when he's a, he was, he he's was not going to be was, on the Lakers next season. No, I mean, but like, he, yeah, no, he's not going to be on the Lakers next season, but he was a guy that was counting his money already. He was going to make a max contract. Right, 
mm. couldn't count the day sooner to hit free agency to get that max contract. And now he'll be lucky to get a contract when he's a free agent. So, so now you look back on that Kyrie Irving trade. It was, it was a steal. Well, it was a steal for the Celtics, but yeah. the Cavs got hosed. They got hosed. And now they had to, they were lucky that they were able to flip some of those guys and get, you know, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, Rodney Hood, like actual uh, George Hill, actual um, players, you know, that could actually do something. I don't know. But we'll see because, you know, every they're in the honeymoon phase right now. You know, LeBron loves his teammates. Everybody's uh, everybody's uh, throwing rainbows and kissing and and hugging, and everyone's having a great time. Oh, it's going to be all 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 beautiful in Cleveland, you know. And as soon as they start losing a couple of games, and then fingers are going to point, we'll see what LeBron's like. Already, I, I can't stand watching the Cavaliers. I can't stand it. I feel really bad for their coach because he's in the worst position at all. Did you see this week? There was a timeout. LeBron was calling timeout from the bench, and Tyrone Lue, the coach, is looking around like like. Imagine you're in that position, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, he already he, got the coach fired. He already got David Blatt fired, LeBron James, and then put this guy in this position. And now yeah. he basically wants to run the team. He should just tell the GM, I want to be the player coach. And then that's well, what he they is the do. coach and he is the GM. Yeah, he is the fact, yeah. though, you know? Yeah. Wow. We don't, we don't often talk a lot of NBA. Well, this is why I wanted to get your son on the show for his take. Oh, you wanted me um, to get him? No, it's okay. He probably is too busy <laughs> doing more important things than this. Um, but. But wow, Cleveland really got screwed with that Kyrie Irving trade. I they mean, got I, screwed. It's unreal. Yeah. And and you know, Kyrie asked for the trade. He's like, I want to get... They should have told him no. And I then he would have said, no. I really want to get traded. And they should have told him, play out your contract. Or, you know, like they sh- they needed to play hardball with him. And instead of playing hardball with him, they just got rid of him. And they took the first trade that came. It, it reminds me so much of when the Canadians traded Yaroslav Halak. You know? Here's a player that's like just had an amazing or playoff run. Or when they run. traded Patrick Waugh. Well, that's 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 the better example, actually. You know, uh, an awesome superstar, Patrick Waugh, and the guy says, "I want to get traded." So what do you do? You 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 take the first trade that gets offered to you. You know. Well, I mean, we don't know if there were any other better offers that that, that the Cavs got. You don't know, but it happened so quick. You know, that it made me wonder, like, did they really shop him around properly? Like, The they, thing is, I they weren't going to get any fair value for him because how many players are as good as Kyrie Irving no, in no, the it's league? very hard. The, the, what the, are the Celtics three? were a good fit because the only thing the Cavs did right in this whole thing is the Celtics have the first-round draft pick that belongs to the New Jersey Nets this year, mm. which is going to be a high pick. Everyone thought it would be the first pick, but it's going to be a lottery pick. Mm. And, and the Cavs got that in the trade with the Celtics and they were smart to not trade that in all this maneuvering that they did. So they do still have that pick, which could be, you know, uh, Marvin Bagley or, or, you know, someone, you know? Yeah. I'm done with basketball unless you want to talk about basketball. No, no, I don't. Okay. NBA regular season is the biggest waste of time ever. No, no, no. Yeah. But that, that trade was a big deal. We had to, to the the trading deadline and the trade is a big deal, but the NBA regular season, we really should never talk about it. You know? So the only other questions I have for you are all about hockey now. Oh God. I'm, I'm so uneducated about hockey because the Canadians are doing so bad. I basically don't even follow what's going on. Well, I heard something and maybe I didn't hear it properly, but you'll tell me, Mm -hmm. did Max Pacioretty ask to be traded to Florida? No, I haven't heard that. Why do you say that? I heard that on either TVA Sports or RDS. It's probably a rumor, but I don't think he could pick his team where he wants to go anyways. And like, if he really wants to be traded to Florida, that tells me that he doesn't care about winning. He just wants well, to get... if you've watched any of the games in the last 
month, but specifically this week, he Max Pacioretty is like a shell of himself. And I'm not talking about his, his physical skills. Mentally, he's a shell of himself. He looks disinterested. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he knows what to do on the ice. He doesn't. He looks like a player that doesn't know what he's doing. Like he looks like a player that's. He looks like a rookie that's like the, the game's too fast for him. The game's like passing him by. He, he's in the wrong positions. He's shooting when he should pass. He passes when he should shoot. He doesn't back check. He goes to the bench. He's he's completely lost. Like the trading deadline can't come soon enough for this guy, so we can find out if he's staying or going. I think it's really weighing on him. Well, this is my next question. What are the Canadians waiting for to sell off these parts? Well, I think you're gonna. I think at this point, the you wait right till the last hour of the trading deadline. To, do do to, they to, think? Do they still think the, that they can make the playoffs? I think up until this week, they think they did. I think they were absolutely delusional, and now <laughs> they've had back to back losses to Colorado and then yesterday to Arizona. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't get worse than that, right? <laughs> so I think after those losses, it's like. You know, time to like time to start selling selling off the team for parts. You know, and and, like, and look at a rebuild. In my opinion, anyone over the age of twenty nine should be traded. I agree with that too. Even even Carey yeah. Price. Yeah, why not? Well, because they're not going to win. They're not going to win anytime soon. Yeah, Carey Price has a no movement clause, so it's like you're not going to be able to trade him. His contract is so huge, so I don't know how you're going to trade him. But I would trade him. I would trade Weber. Yeah, uh, I trade everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm telling you right now, if Thomas Volcanics doesn't get traded at the trading deadline. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you next. If he's not traded at the trading deadline, then then it shows that the GM has no clue what he's doing. No clue. There's no reason in or, any or, universe to have this guy on the team. Or and, and I like him. him. He's a fine player, but his contract's over. He's going to become a free agent. Why don't you trade him? trade him for a third round draft pick? Whatever you can get, trade him. You know? Yeah, I don't think they'll get that high a draft pick. What, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? But yes, a bag of pucks, anything. Yeah. Because um, you know what? There's a good chance if you wanted to, if you do want to keep him, which is already like shoot me in the head if they do want to keep him, <laughs> he could probably come back and resign. You know? There's nothing stopping him from from coming back and resigning when he's a free agent if he really likes it here. The only yeah, re- but- the only way I would resign him if he signs for a minimum, the the league minimum. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want him back. I don't want him back either because he's just a waste of space. Yes, right? he is. If you're yes. going to rebuild, you need to start giving other players a chance, right? You yeah. Need to like see what you've got. Yes. Well, they don't have a lot of prospects in the first place, but you know, it's it's ugly. It's really ugly. It's a bad situation in Montreal because uh, I don't know where they're going to do. So there was one trade, one sort of major trade made so far. Dion Phaneuf, that, that thing. Dion Phaneuf for Marion Gaboric. I don't even consider that anything. Well, here's the thing. I mean, they're both household names. Yeah. But I don't understand how that trade makes sense for either team. This well, is what I wanted to I'll ask. I'll tell you how it makes sense for Ottawa. Ottawa only Aren't has they trying one... to get younger? No, Ottawa only has one motivation for every move that they make. Which it's is? to save money. Okay. So they're getting rid of Phaneuf's contract. And Gabrick's going to retire at the end of the year. That's all there is. But they're still paying like a twenty five percent. They're paying to. They're paying it, but in the long run, they're they're saving. You know, that's that's Ottawa. I feel bad for Ottawa Senators fans. You know, because mm-hmm. you've assembled a decent team with some good young players, and you have an ownership group that's just unwilling to to put you over the top. You know. 
well, they should also be sellers. Do you see the, the Canadian teams are all among the worst teams in the league? Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, Montreal, and Ottawa. These are the four out of the top worst seven teams in the league. Well, Winnipeg and Calgary are going to no, make Winni- the No, Winnipeg's doing fine. But yeah. I mean, out of the, the, the bottom of the league, you have four Canadian teams there. It's pretty yeah. sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a preseason, a lot the of Leafs, people... The have, Leafs are going to make the playoffs too. Preseason, people predicted Vancouver would be horrible. That yeah. That's not a surprise. Montreal, right. most people thought would be in the hunt for the playoffs. No one saw this collapse of this magnitude. Right. Same thing with... same. Ottawa thought they were going to be competitive. You talk to Ottawa people, they certainly thought they were going to have a good team, good year. And Edmonton, everyone thought it was going to go to the cup final. Right. You know? <laughs> so, and then uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are... Uh, Practically undefeated at home. I hope the Vegas Golden Knights win the cup. I really do. You dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Vegas. You think we get there by midnight? Money, we're going to be up 500 by midnight. Yeah, Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! You know, if Donald Trump could become the president of the United States, I think the Vegas Golden Knights could win the Stanley Cup. I have one better than that. <laughs> if Wayne Gretzky could be traded, well, that's, anything could happen. That's the... That's that the, is that the is catch-all. in my lifetime. That, that's that, the number one yeah. crazy thing that's ever happened in that's my the, lifetime. Yeah, that's the blanket statement that like whenever crazy stuff happens, you could always say, "Well, I remember when William Gretzky got traded, right?" And I mean the first time from Edmonton. That's what I'm talking. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not first, talking about the no, other. No, the ones. other times don't matter. <laughs> I want to tell you a story about Wayne Gretzky's trade. Okay. Can you remind me who he was traded for? Jimmy Carson, right? Was in the trade at the time when he was traded. We were um, CJEP age. Right? Yeah. I think it was, was okay. it 88? Yeah, exactly. So just to tell the listeners what that means is in the province of Quebec, high school only goes to grade 11. There's no grade 12 and 13. Grade 12 and 13 are what they call CJEP, which is like a college. And then and then you can go to university after that. So you do two years of this thing called CJEP. So um, it was around that time. And I had friends that um, were going to Marinopolis, which is uh, one of the CJEPs here in Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. And so Gretzky got traded, and part of the trade was Jimmy Carson. And then when Jimmy Carson was traded, he was um, had just been drafted, and he was playing in the Quebec Major Junior League. That's right. So he wasn't he didn't go to the um, to the Oilers right away, right? Mm-hmm. So I had friends that had classes with Jimmy Carson because he was going to Marianopolis College. <laughs> I think you told me this, actually. I told you this story once. And my friend told me that uh, they were talking to him once. And he's like, you know, I'm just like grinding away in the Quebec Major Junior League, trying to like make it in the NHL. And then the next thing you know, I get traded for Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Could you imagine that, though? (laughs) It's mental. It is mental. It's totally mental. (laughs) It's just nuts. Yeah. All right. That's enough about Wayne Gretzky. Well, have you ever seen the 30 for 30 on the day Gretzky got traded? It's really Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. It's excellent. It's really good, yeah. Yeah. What else you got? More stuff? Uh, just one other thing. Please, yeah. Brad Marchand is Brad the biggest Marchand. goon. He's the, the biggest on the goon. Bruins. He's the biggest goon. He gets suspended for five games for elbowing someone in the head. Yeah. He comes back, and in his first game, he elbows somebody in the head. This is a guy that has, like, no self-control or awareness at all. Like, how is he ever, allowed to play in the league? You ever like, 
Okay, so let's let's take this out of hockey for a second. You you work in an, you've worked in offices like for your whole adult life, right? You work in offices with lots of other people, and you know mm-hmm. the different types of personalities that there are, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's like the normal person, like me and you. Although some people might not say we're normal, that's another story. But then there's always the guy in the office who's like. There's a guy who like you'll have a story and he'll be like, oh no, I have something better. There's always oh, yeah. that guy, right? Can't stand that, that, that guy. That's, can't stand that guy. Can't stand that guy. Can't stand that guy. And then there's always the other type of person who is so annoying and doesn't know it, right? Mm-hmm. Like he says inappropriate things and he doesn't realize that he's doing that, or you know, he 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 um he, he just like has such a weird personality either too outgoing or inappropriate or whatever the case may be but there's no self-awareness that there's something wrong about the way he's acting right he's oblivious he's oblivious that's brad marchand okay he's well, you're going giving about you're business. giving him a lot of credit he, he's going about his business in the league scoring goals playing great doing his stuff elbowing people no clue, in the head he has no clue what a moron he is <laughs> right he has no clue he has no clue that other people look at him and say, you're a little weasel, right? He doesn't know that. Right? Or he knows and he doesn't care. See, Brendan Gallagher knows that about himself. That's why he has that <laughs> stupid smile. You know, he's a little pest. He goes out there and he's pushing your buttons and he's trying to rile you up and he's smashing into your goalie. And then he, they give him a penalty and he just smiles, right? Or you cross-check him in the face and he just smiles. I, he knows it. That's part of his game. Brad Marchand has some, like... It's the biggest cliche. He's got like some loose stuff upstairs in his head. You if know, he has he anything at all it. in his head. Yeah. Oh, if there is something up there, you know, like. But like he needs to get suspended again for at least five more games. Well, I mean, look, he's he's, he's a how many time offender now? The, the exactly. suspensions need to start going up, right? Right. The sad thing is, is that on that team, the Bruins, they had Mark Savard who had to retire because of the crazy concussion. Right? You had Patrice Bergeron, the guy who plays on... Yeah. You have Patrice Bergeron, the guy who plays on his line. Right? Mm-hmm. On his line that almost... Ha- that had such a severe concussion at one point, he was questioning whether he would ever play in the league again. You know? And yet, this guy just goes around like like it's, you know, going out for a Sunday skate. Oh, yeah, I'll smash some guy in the head. You know? It doesn't make sense. And he's so good, though. Right? I don't even think he's that good. He had the benefit of playing with good players. Yes, he's had the benefit of playing with good players. On In, in Boston, he plays with Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. On the World Cup team, he played yeah. with Sidney Crosby. Yeah. yeah. So he's had the benefit of playing with good players. I'm not sure how good he actually is. But you're the only person that watched the World Cup of Hockey. Wasn't he the best player on Team Canada? No, Sidney Crosby was. Okay, but that's those without saying, no? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Brad Marshall, we've already devo- devoted too much time to him. Don't you think? Yes. This concludes another episode. Well, no, I have I have something you that have bugs more? me. I love it has it. nothing to do with sports, but it really bugs me. You kidding me? Boy, are you bugging me, man? I'm gonna when I get I'm gonna nail ooh, I'm, I'm getting bugged now. Whoa, man. So if you ever tell a story to somebody about something that happened to you, how do you tell the story? What do you mean? <laughs> Like, tell me something that happened to you yesterday. I was on a conference call for work. Okay. Today. Okay. And um, this guy kept interrupting me. And like, I was wondering why he was even invited to the call. 
you know, and we're not even wrapped up on one subject. And yet he's trying to change the subject to go to the next point. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. We, we haven't come to a resolution about point A. Okay. So you've said enough. A, you've said that's enough. That's a story. That's a true story enough. that happened today. Okay. You've said enough. I didn't even need to know the facts of the story. Okay. But you told the story yeah. in the past tense because it happened in the past tense. Right. So often I hear people telling stories of things that happened in the past tense, but they'll tell the story like this. And I'm going to just repeat your story, but in the annoying way. Okay? <laughs> okay, go so for here, it. So here's your story repeated in the annoying way. Right. So remember, this happened earlier today or yesterday yeah. or last week. Yeah. So I'm on a conference call. No, you're not on a conference call now. You were on a conference call earlier. Why are you oh, speaking in the present tense? So anyway, so I'm on a conference call and I say to the person, yada, yada, yada. And then he says, yada, yada, yada. And then we, we go back and forth and we decide that this is what we're doing. No, that's not how it happened because it all happened in the past tense. So don't speak in the present tense when you're telling a story what? that happened in the past tense. When it's did this so happen? annoying. When did this happen to you this week that it set you off? Like what happened? Tony Kornheiser does it all the time. It oh. drives me absolutely bonkers. That's just his way of speaking, Kornheiser, right? That's just his way. That's his, that's his, like, his, 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 uh, the way he expresses himself. That's like his, but his it's tone. not, it's not just him though. I I've know. noticed other people do it and maybe it's an American thing because on his show, his guests seem to do it as well. Yeah. Well, here's, <laughs> That's why we have what bugs me, right? Ugh. So Josh can express the minutia <laughs> of things like the most random things that honestly most people would never think of. Like if I went to the store yesterday and I bought a, I don't know, an yeah. apple, let's just yeah. say. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the apple cost, I don't know, 95 cents. And I went to the cash register and, and, and they charged me 95 cents and yeah. I pulled out my credit card and yeah. I paid for the apple and I put it in a bag and I left. Yeah. Okay. The annoying way of telling that story would be I'm in I'm line at the at, store. I'm yeah. at the store. I'm buying an apple. I'm in line at the cash register. It's 95 cents. I, I'm taking out my credit card. I'm paying for the apple. Okay, I'm now, putting it in a all, bag and I'm leaving the store. Okay. First of all. Who pays for an apple with a credit card? Second of Whatever. all. Whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm getting at. All right. I'm glad you got that off your chest. If it's bothering you, that's why I'm here, Josh. That's Thank why you. Here. Thank you. The Skip and Josh podcast is back. Well, this is a sports show, right? Mm-hmm. So we can talk about sports. Mm-hmm. So if I read an article in a sports magazine, yeah. we can talk about it. Of course, yes. So... Oh, I know where you're going with this. The swimsuit issue came out. Oh, it's... it's 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 in Sports Illustrated, so it's a sport. Yes. So we can talk about it. Unfortunately, this is an audio podcast only. Yeah, so you have to use your imagination. But Now, I mentioned before that I follow this person on Twitter or this person on Instagram and whatever. I don't want people to think that my whole Instagram feed is just filled with hot girls. Okay. Well, it is though. No, it isn't. The only two like really hot girls that I follow are Kate Upton and Jeannie Bouchard. And there's and a sports connection to both of them. There's a sports connection to both of them. Now, it just so happened that they're both in the current issue of the swimsuit edition. <laughs> so let me tell you, it was a glorious week on Instagram. It was spectacular. My question is, 
Who actually buys the magazine anymore when you can get all the pictures and the video for free on the internet? Now, I don't understand. Like, I used to understand back in the day when you used to have to go out and buy the magazine, right? Mm -hmm. Look, obviously, they're not selling anything. The bathing suit manufacturers aren't, like, it's it didn't do anything for them. The whole thing is, was the brand, right? The Sports Illustrated brand, right? But they were making revenue because people were going out and buying the magazine. But as you know, the print media is dead. No one no one buys magazines anymore. And specifically that one, because like you said, not only can you go and get all the pictures, if you go to SI.com, you can get all the pictures for every swimsuit edition going back to the beginning of time. They're all there. Mm-hmm. Sorted by year, sorted by the name of the model. Like it's super well organized, right? Yes, it is. It's amazing. <laughs> so I really don't understand like the business model. I mean... It has to be that they just want to promote the Sports Illustrated brand, but that seems like a pretty big expense, this SI swimsuit edition, you know, like flying all these models to all over the world and all this stuff that they do. It seems like, uh, I don't know, I'm not so sure about their business plan, their Sports Illustrated, to be honest. Anyhow, I saw some of the pictures of Jeannie Bouchard. They're spectacular. The nice bathing suit that she's wearing. Yeah, very nice. Look, she's a beautiful girl. As you know, I've mentioned it many times. I think mm-hmm. she's I think she's incredible. But like her tennis game is terrible. Like she's... If it was half as good as her modeling, she'd be like in a grand slam every time. Grand slam final. She's borderline at the point where if she has another one or two bad years on the tennis circuit, I think she's just going to retire and just become a model. Why not? Or a spokesperson or, you know, something, you know, like she has enough Instagram followers at this point and she's made enough money in her life. She could probably do whatever she wants. She's still. Well, money, money runs out pretty quickly. Let it me does, just tell it you. It does, but yeah. And then, of course, Kate Upton. Well, that's Kate Upton. That's a whole other story. You know how I feel about her, too. So can I do the show close now? You can do the show close now. Can I do the read? <laughs> do the read. <laughs> do we have. To, are you supposed to do the read? Do we have fans demanding that you do the read instead of me? Otherwise, because you're better. <laughs> We don't. I gave you one crack at the read, and and you did it so well. Now I'm worried. I thought I did well. You did great. Yeah. By the way, you should tell people to go to our website because there's a new feature on our website. You have to go there and wait five seconds, but it's a yeah. new feature. Yeah. So actually, before I do the the closing, um, yeah. So uh, if you go on our website, skipandjosh.com, you wait five seconds, a little pop up's gonna come up, and it's gonna ask you to subscribe to our email list. So please do that, and um. Enter your email address, and then me and Josh will be sending you some emails. And we promise they're going to be juicy and good. You know, probably we'll let you know about new episodes or maybe some contests or giveaways that we're doing. March Madness is coming up, so we're going to be, you'll be able to, we'll give you updates about um, the March Madness uh, pool that we were, we're planning on doing, like what we did last year. So go to our website, skipandjosh.com. You just wait five seconds, a little pop up will come. If it doesn't pop up for you for whatever reason, in the, in the menu of the navigation of the website, there's something called email list. You just click on there and you get to the same little thingy. Before we sign off, remember, you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of our show wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, I love an app called Overcast, or you know, which is just fantastic. But any kind of any podcast app that uh, what they call podcatchers um, will you'll be able to find us. Um, please send us an email, skipandjawshow at gmail.com. As you know, we've been doing listener mail every episode. You can reach us on Twitter at skipandjosh or by liking and following our Facebook page. And always, um, you can get all the links to everything I just said on skipandjosh.com.
All right, Josh, talk to you next week. Great. Have a great week. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.